This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Good afternoon. It's our Open Lines, Open Ideas program here on KGMI, KGMI Connects. And we hope to hear from you. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. Whatever's on your mind, we want to hear about it. We'll give you the give you an opportunity to have your say. You know, I mean, <laughs> I had a, a listener and a caller take me to task the other day because I he came on wanted to talk about the two thousand mules movie and can complain that I gave other callers more time than him and that's you know kind of my discretion I guess what's interesting and what's not I think rehashing the 2000 or the 20, 2020 election I should say over and over and over and over and at a certain point we gotta move on from that and um, but I know that's not the opinion held by everyone just it's my thoughts and uh, this program's not just about my thoughts it's about yours as well but, uh, wow, see the story? When was this happening in a uh, 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 daycare worker uh, wore a monster, a horrible, you know, like a horror mask uh, to uh, scare the little children? Uh, I don't know what was, uh, what was the, this is in uh, Northeast uh, Massachusetts, I guess. Uh, daycare worker wore this uh, horror mask to scare the kids, little little ones, like two years old and stuff. And now five workers have have been let go and charged with child abuse, no less, for uh, frightening these little kids. What what goes through people's minds? I just wonder. Why would a daycare worker especially think that this is something that would be appropriate uh, for little kids like that, uh, that they wouldn't be scared by something like that? Uh, it's just... Kind of boggles the mind, uh, but uh, let's see, lots, lots else going on. You know, we're inundated with uh, ad, ad with political ads, uh, and that's our question today. Our uh, our poll question: uh, Do they sway you? Do you are you are you, in, you know, at all influenced by political advertising? Because it's all about money, money, money. You know, we hear about when the pleas for money. Uh, if you've got an email address and you're in any way connected to a political party these days, you're probably getting emails, you know, just begging for uh, for donations to this race, that race, and not just local ones, but, you know, Senate races and, and states on the East Coast and all over the place. It's crazy. But, I mean, and I obviously they need to keep up, I guess, keep up this pace if— their opponent is uh, is saturating the media with advertising. I guess they've got to do it. The other one, the other candidate has to do that and match that or do their best to match that. And, I mean, you just get lost in it. And it seems that, especially in this day and age, you're kind of, we're kind of going into these elections pretty much set on where we're going to go with our vote. Uh, for, and and, I, and that, that can be good and bad, I guess. Uh, because um, do we just vote for party? I mean, you look what look what's happening down in uh, Georgia with Herschel Walker and and uh, in the the uh, Warnock, the uh, incumbent senator there. And um, boy, I I don't know. Say what you will. I but Herschel Walker. I mean, just with how he's presented himself, all the the issues that. And how he's gotten himself, you know, just turned into a just a ball of confusion down there, but um, you know that they're almost running neck and neck in that that uh, that race. So it's just interesting to me, I guess, that uh, we we vote for party rather than personality or uh, qualification in in many many cases. But we want to hear from you. That's what our show is all about. And they can have your your comments. Your call can have. Anything to do with whatever. And let's get started with our, our friend Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going, Joe? Doing all right. All right. 
that's an interesting story you're talking about with the uh, child care people scaring them with Halloween masks. Yeah, yeah. How old were these people that did that? Well, I don't know. I just I just saw the the story just before I went on the air. I don't because I would imagine if they're like a teenager, early twenties, it would kind of make sense. Halloween's cool and candy and being scared is fun. And yeah. you know, if you're if you're I don't know mid twenties or older, you should have half enough brain to know that you don't do that to <laughs> little kids. Exactly. But Halloween is the dark holiday. It's 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 kind of I don't know if you call it negative or positive, but it celebrates what I would somewhat call evil things, spirits and goblins and all this. And, of course, if you don't believe in that, it's no big deal, right? But uh-huh. I think some of, some of that stuff is real. And it is a holiday that is, I would say, likely more celebrated by the left. Oh, really? Because Yes. I'm okay. pretty sure about that because they're more into dark, scary things, and that's okay. And, you know, there's if you had to guess, you'd probably say there's less religious people among the left than there are on the right. And most religious people don't really like Halloween. You know, it's, Hmm. you put up with it and you might go trick or treating and dress up as something nice, but you're not going to wear a devil mask or you're not going to, you know, do really, you know, some dude with blood coming out everywhere. And, you know, that's, I think that's kind of stupid and it's, it's not good. It's not healthy. Why would you celebrate death and, evil spirits and i mean it's just just bad well so i guess yeah i see what you're saying but that, that's an interesting point an interesting question interesting question to throw out there i mean yeah, are, how old are they uh, i don't know for uh, I, right. I see i see an article that has their names but it doesn't give the ages of those workers but um but just the idea of you know our religious people or those, you know, PR conservatives or Republicans, are they less likely to celebrate Halloween so. or take part probably. in it? Uh, it may not be a big difference, but I'd say there's probably a difference. Know, you but, know, it's religious people, I mean, aren't into goblins and evil spirits and, and things that scare you. And, you know, it's just not, you like the haunted no. houses at the fair, you know, where you go in there, it's all death and bad things. Right. And that's kind of a, <laughs> It's somewhat celebrated, and I think that's evil, and that ain't good for nobody. There's well, nothing good happening out of that. Yeah, I didn't go to a Catholic school, but I grew up in the Catholic Church, and I don't know. Some sometimes they could be kind of scary, trying to scare the scary straight. I don't know, you know. Harvest parties. A lot of the uh, religious people will do what they call harvest festivals or harvest parties, and you don't do anything real dark, but you still have candy and treats, and it's uh, pumpkins and uh, fall theme, and it's kind of an alternative to Halloween, because all the goblins and spirit junk, and I mean, kids don't need that. And it is really bad to do that to a two-year-old. They don't know any better. I mean, they think it's a monster trying to get them. It's like, oh, it's sad. Hopefully, but see, some people, Joe, there's a lot of dense people that don't get that. It's like, oh, it's fun. Well, you Evil spirits and goblins are fun? Not really. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Rich. That's all I got, Joe. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I was just watching the video here, and these poor little kids are just sitting at a table and just just, this worker with the the scream mask, you know, if you recall the the scream movies uh, from that, uh, uh, the mask from that, was it a munch? Was the, I don't think I'm pronouncing the name correctly, but the artist who drew that, uh, or painted them that created that famous painting, the scream. But uh, let's see. Let's go to our friend Chuck in Custer. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Good, good. What are your thoughts good. today? Well, I've been uh, listening off and on the last couple of weeks. You know, I've been kind of busy, and I try to listen when I can. Uh-huh. And I hear all these uh, pro-choice, right-thinking people in everything. They're all over the abortion issue and the transgender issue and all that. And I just want to let them know they're falling prey to the tactic of we're not going to talk about what really matters. We're going to talk about what we can win on. And that's, I just, I don't get how people fall for that trap. It's, it's crazy. The issues of this election are leadership and financial responsibility, and that pretty much covers it. There's a few more, but this seems like uh, 
the left, your side, the right side, the wrong side, whatever. <laughs> they they want us to talk about abortion, think about abortion. They want us to uh, get all riled up about uh, women's sports and all this stuff, which will work itself out in the wash eventually. And it, it, it's really a non-issue because it's not on the ballot. The thing that... The tactic is to get you thinking about something else, and Democrats are really good at it. They got they got uh, the right thinking about uh, gender bending and uh, abortion, and it's it's crazy to me that uh, smart people, responsible people, think about that stuff. All right, Chuck. Okay, man. All right. A signal sent out to those campaigns that I think, uh, yeah, well, uh, let them know what uh, what you're thinking for sure. And I would agree that, uh, you know, the abortion issue, not relevant in state races. Um, but uh, when if we're talking about a, a, you know, a U.S. senator, um, that's this whole issue could come to play uh, depending on which party controls the, the Congress and the White House eventually. But uh, let's quickly, before we take a break, we'll go to Jim in Bellingham. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How's it going? Very good, thanks. You want to talk about the uh, the former or the ex-Prime Minister of Great Britain? Huh? Yes, that's the Liz Truss. That's the shortest-lasting uh, prime ministership in English history, Britain's history. Uh, well, I think it's uh, trickle-down economists is what I just heard what she was using, corporate t- or tax cuts for the rich. <clears throat> and uh, that didn't work, and it won't work then, it won't work now, and it never will, not unless there's some kind of finagling around the edges to bring it down and, and orchestrate it so it could be rigidly pursued, which probably doesn't work that well anyways in free market, interpro- or free market economies. But... Uh, Scott Ball, Republican from California, was saying last night, you can't spend your way to prosperity. You can't tax your way to prosperity. We need change. But let's just point out what the Republicans do when they get in office. The the military budget is gargantuan, and it grows uh, every year. And it's probably about a trillion dollars when you add in all the uh, stuff that doesn't really get counted. The official amount's usually in the... 830 billion area somewhere, but they have. <clears throat> they also don't count uh, nuclear uh, spending, which is largely nuclear weapons, even though some of it's supposedly for uh, uh, civilian use. And they bail out the rich. We all know about the uh, Great Recession of 2000 bailouts. There, uh, those were like 800 billion or something, maybe even more, because they bailed out Chrysler. Was that Chrysler that was bailed out, uh, or another auto company? Well, it was they, Chrysler they, was yeah was restructured in essence, so it was sold to uh, was the the I think the federal government orchestrated a sale of Chrysler to uh, to Fiat, uh, the Italian automaker, and uh, GM was bailed out. Um, yes, but yeah, I mean, but those, you know that those I think those moves happened under Obama, if uh, I'm not mistaken. Right. But uh, yeah. So, but I'm, I'm not right. a fan of either party, really. Okay. I've gotten that. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to read a, a decent, I haven't read it yet on the computer, uh, Counterpunch website, Michael Hudson's been an economist around for a long time, and his was titled, his latest work, which was pretty involving, which I haven't read, but I may suggest it for other people, is it was uh, uh, financial capitalism, industrial capitalism, or socialism. So, you kind of get a comparative uh, relation to all three of those in mm-hmm. the article. So, all right, Jim. so it might be good to look up. And we all know that there's any chance uh, anything can work or can happen. Gamblers know that. Even the odds on, uh, who was it, Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. Buster Douglas was 40 to, to 1 because no one thought he had a shot. And the things do happen that way in real life. So you can't always put all your eggs in one basket because there's a percentage chance of just about anything working or not working. And I'll leave you with this. Okay. That we could vote our way to some sort of a quasi-socialist system, just like in Sweden when it was working. It's not now. 
and, and you could do it peacefully. It's possible, even if a lot of people say improbable. But okay, just keep things like that in your mind. And All thanks right. for letting me talk. Thanks, Jim. We'll take a quick break. We got other folks on the line. We'll get right to you. We'll hear from Keith, Tim, John, and you here on KGMI Connects 360-676-5464. AirTech Heating is a premier Linux dealer celebrating three decades of serving our community. They'll install the perfect system to keep you warm all winter long. As a premier Linux dealer, whether you need maintenance or a new furnace, heat pump, ductless heating system, or a new gas fireplace, you can always count on the experts at AirTech Heating to give you an honest estimate on the best system for your home. Call AirTech Heating today at 734-5010 and online at airtechheat.net. Hi, I'm Tiffany Smiley. At 23, I quit my nursing job to care for my husband who was badly injured by a suicide bomber in Iraq. I packed up and ran to his side. Student loans, car note, and all. We made it work, and now we're living proof the American dream is about hand-ups, not handouts. That's why I think it's insane that Joe Biden and Patty Murray are raising taxes by a billion dollars on people making under 50000 a year and sending a stadium full of new IRS agents to squeeze the middle class even more. Forcing families making under 75000 to pay for handouts to the wealthy and even someone else's law degree. Because that's who they care about the most. It's division wrapped in intimidation. And if you'll send me to the United States Senate, I will stop them. I'm Tiffany Smiley, and I approve this message. Paid for by Smiley for Washington. Do you have manufacturing experience? ICO wants you. Don't have manufacturing experience but willing to learn? ICO wants you. Looking for a job where you're valued and respected, offering good pay plus benefits? ICO wants you. Want a good job that'll take care of you and your family? Apply today at ICO to become a production operator. You'll start earning almost $23 an hour, plus a commuting allowance with great health care benefits, including a 401k matching fund program and plenty of room for advancement. ICO is is the leader in global roofing and related products with production facilities worldwide and in Sumas. They know that where you work matters. And what matters most is a company that trains and cares for their employees every single day. When you join the team at ICO, you join a family-owned business that values you for who you are, not just what you do. You're not just a number, you're part of the team. For more info and to apply, visit icocareers.com today. An equal opportunity employer and drug-free workplace. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Thursday afternoon. There's some blue sky and some clouds. You can actually see across the street, which is a nice change. Thanks for joining us, as I said. And let's go right back to the phones. Keith and Lyndon is on. Oh, oh, I lost Keith. I hope Keith, Keith will call back. Let's go to Tim and Everson. Hi, Tim. Yeah. Hey, Joe. <clears throat> I wanted to make a couple comments. You had, uh, you know, you kind of poo-pooed 2,000 mules, and I haven't seen it, and I have no plans on watching it. Yeah, that was one of your opening comments, and the other one was Herschel Walker, really? Yeah, well, kind of. I, I yeah, mean, I mean. If, and, and you know what? I, I kind of. You know, three months ago, I would have been right on ship with, is that the best that that party can put up? Uh, I did watch the debate with Warnock. And you know what? I got to say, he kind of held his own. And Warnock is not a saint. And he's pretty much a slumlord. And he's a preacher, so he's used to speaking to the public all the time. And if you watch that debate... I. I mean, he held his own. I'm not going to say he won it or anything. But then you look at, if if you want to say Walker, you want to put up him? I mean, come on, Fetterman in Pennsylvania? Is that the best you can put up? Or Katie Hobbs in Arizona? I think we need just overall, both parties need better candidates. I mean... Because yeah, I, like... <laughs> I would say, but, you know, but and then you stop and think who I mean, candidates, they do put it all out there. They and they take a beating, uh, you know, they all do. And it's 
You know, you, you stop and think, why would some, someone really want to put themselves in that position to where they are such a target and have their lives dissected and everything that they do and have done? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's maybe a bit of a deterrent, but but I, I guess we get who we get. Um, yeah, well, I think we need to do better as, as people rallying around people who could lead us other than, I mean, yeah. I could go on on this, but I wanted to make brief comments on a couple other things, because you have been a proponent of transgender athletes competing in sports. I have never, I don't say that I'm a proponent, but I think that there's been a much ado about nothing in that, on that issue that it's been used. I think it's been used as a, it's, it's, it's been, it's treated uh, transgender young people who are already uh, in a, in a difficult position in society and in their particular world, their, their world of, high school or college and, 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 and so it, and it, you, it, they've been used as political footballs. And, and have, you, uh, in, have you seen the video of, uh, the transgender volleyball player? Okay. Uh, it was in the Carolinas, okay. South Carolina or North Carolina about a week ago. Okay. No, uh-huh. I haven't seen that. Spiked the ball on this girl. She sustained uh, what they call, and and I'm I've only seen like three reports on this, so I'm not going to say I know everything. And maybe John could prove me wrong, but I don't think so. But she sustained severe. Uh, they called them severe head and neck injuries and a concussion. Okay. So all transgender athletes should be judged on the actions of this one or the result of this one incident. And okay, that's the, so that's the issue Leah I've got Thomas. with it. I mean, uh, So we have Leah Thomas and we have males competing against females. So you're a, but you're making the assumption that every male or every transgender female athlete would be would be this same and and act the same way and do the same thing and have the same effect if they see that's that's an assumption that I don't I don't think is fair to just make but, this assume but what that, happens happens Joe sure and, well, and then when you say just let them in okay. and then your daughter gets pummeled by a biological male all you're right. okay with that I people get pummeled in sports all the time. Look what happened to Miami's quarterback a few weeks ago by a, a male who was in playing playing the game and wasn't you know play made a legal hit on him and he was almost I mean almost killed. And you know these things happen in sports. And to say that almost okay, this killed. would never have happened if it was a female. I mean, there are probably females that could take your my head off with a spike of a volleyball. And so I, I think girl, it's an unfair, you know, it's an unfair judgment on people. I'll that just say girl, that. I, I, that girl got closer to death than Tua, who signed up voluntarily to okay. play with men. Okay. All right, Tim. I mean, and got all right, paid I, handsomely for it. Uh, okay. Uh, that, but being paid doesn't that doesn't matter. I mean, okay. We'll leave it at that. But I'll just that that's my my thought on it. You want my my opinion? I think that um, transgender uh, athletes or whatever, what have you, that the whole transgender athlete thing has been used as a as a political football and a wedge issue and uh and it we're talking about individuals and there are a lot of uh, and you look at the look at the statistics transgender athletes don't do any better than uh than female athletes if that's where where we're if you look at the overall uh statistics and um and and i think just politics needs to stay out of it it's not a political issue it should be decided by uh sports leagues People who are really involved in it, they can come to a conclusion on what's fair and what's not. They're the ones that should be deciding this, and not a bunch of politi- politics or uh, politicians, rather, 
to make political points uh, over a, a, a really important social issue. But we'll take a break and we'll be back with more. We want to hear from you. Whatever's on your mind, it's KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Back in two and a half minutes. Lewis Black, Off the Rails Tour. You want a political commentator? Then bring on a barnyard animal. They have more to say to us. Like a lamb. What did you think, lamb? Bah. Back to you. October 23rd, Mount Baker Theater. On sale now. Buy tickets at mountbakertheater.com. Lewis Black reminding you, I'll see you in October. Are you on Medicare? Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Vibrant USA. The Medicare annual enrollment period is underway. This is the time of year to review your Part D prescription drug plan or Medicare Advantage plan and make changes for January 1st. If you need assistance reviewing your plan options this year, give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111. There is never a fee for our service and our friendly agents will be happy to assist you. State Representative Alicia Rule doesn't believe that one party or the other has all the answers. She knows that we need to work together to move our community forward. Alicia's worked hard to create opportunity for people who didn't go to college by expanding career and technical education in high schools. She's also working to restart Intelco. When it reopens, that means 700 union jobs back in Ferndale. Alicia Rule is the only pro-choice candidate in the race. She's endorsed by Planned Parenthood and Pro-Choice Washington. Alicia Rule has earned the support of law enforcement. She's earned the trust of the Fraternal Order of Police and the Bellingham-Wacom County Firefighters. Retired Bellingham Police Chief Flo Simon said, Alicia Rule said no to defund the police, increased pay for the first responders, and fought to criminalize non-medical use of fentanyl. She's been a fantastic state representative. I'm State Representative Alicia Rule. I hope that I can earn your vote. Paid for by Vote Alicia Rule, Democrat. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. A properly operating furnace will guarantee that you stay comfortable as the seasons change. Contact West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electric for a system inspection today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Thursday. We want to hear from you, whatever is on your mind. And let's go to John in Ferndale. Hey, John. Hey, Joe. Yeah, everybody wants you to see the 2000 Mules movie, but they haven't seen it themselves. But they've heard from somebody who did see it. (laughs) I have seen it. And, uh, yeah, like I said yesterday, it's a crock. Like all of Dinesh D'Souza's movies, they're all just propaganda pieces and not very well done. I mean, his his one movie, uh, or documentary, can't call it a movie, was uh, the, the the Obama deception. And, of course, it take it, it was a takeoff from from when when uh, Trump was was lying and saying that former President Obama was actually born in Kenya and all and all that lie, okay. you know, because we we know that he was born in, in Hawaii. So but, yeah, part of the reason that that no one has seen it is because it's behind a twenty dollar paywall. Oh, okay. and who wants to pay twenty dollars for that stuff? Um, but I, I kind of agree with. Uh, well, the previous caller was uh, talking about, you know, these very few. Uh, handful really of transgender athletes that are that are like 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 Leah Thompson. I think using their unfair advantage. I'm not in favor of that at all. I don't know what to do about it, but I don't like it. Um, you know, if you have a daughter who's competing in sports, well, you know she's anyway. All that stuff. And Rich, I totally agree. Halloween is creepy. Uh, we use it around our house to remember. Are, are dearly departed. And I'll make a point of talking about, you know, this one or that one or what they did during the war and, and hmm. or, or, you know, whatever their thing was. I don't want to be personal because I don't want to give out personal in, information. But, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, well, the whole thing was like Way to look objectifying at it. Yeah. skeletons, you know, and death masks. Uh, I did some research while I was on hold, that daycare thing. 
both of them grown-ass adults, old enough to know better, 28 uh, years old. Uh, that's the one who put on the, the mask. Okay. And her you know, supervisor was 44. Oh, wow. So, yeah, really, yeah. no excuse. Um, the uh, For people who are just tuning talk- in, we were talking about, a, I, I brought up this story, uh, a daycare in Massachusetts, five workers let go because and charged with child abuse for one of them going into the, the it, with these little little children two years old and scaring them with a, a horror mask. Yeah. Do you remember the Adams Family? Oh yeah. Show, I I saw uh, Lurch on prime time, and I had nightmares. <laughs> I guess I was three or three or four, just from seeing him. And he he was never like he was physically scary, but he he never like uh, you know he was he always acted normal. Um, the uh, uh, I had a college professor who went to college with him. Oh with, yeah, I don't remember the actor's name, but the guy who played Lurch, yeah. Oh, I can't remember it now. I know. I I'll should, look that up. Anyway, yeah, he has a, a whole thing. He 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 was actually a, a great guy, and uh, you know, someone said use your looks, and yeah, he certainly did. The um, the last thing that I wanted to say was, you know, how people offer up arguments that are. They call them a straw man argument because, uh-huh. you know, they, they offer it up. It's easy to knock down. That is what I hear continuously, Joe, when it comes to the abortion woman, uh, uh, the, the abortion topic. It's a straw woman argument. Hmm. Everyone says, well, you got these women going in there eight and a half months and they just decide, well, we need a law to protect that. Where? Who? <laughs> who, who, who is? I mean, uh. You would think that the fiance would say, "You can't kill my baby," or her 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 mother would say, "That's not moral." The reason that you don't ever hear about these cases where a woman just decides at eight eight months or you know later in the pregnancy, you know, I've already got the stretch marks, but I don't think I want to be a mother. No doctor is going to perform an abortion on a perfectly healthy baby like that nowadays especially but um well and even at, at that point in mothers a, know this you well, know a mother's love starts to like they feel emotionally bonded to the fetus uh you know i've i have like show me the name when did it happen where who 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 is this woman it's a straw woman argument it's a straw man argument all right thank you Thanks, John. Appreciate your thoughts. Uh, let's see. And Oh, and I, I looked it up quick. Uh, Ted Cassidy was the actor who played uh, Lurch in The Addams Family, of course, the, the original TV series. And they, he was uh, Jaws on, uh, on James Bond, you know, a couple of James Bond movies. Um, and, uh, yeah, my, I had a college professor who went to school with him in, at Stetson University down in Florida. But uh, right back to the phones, a little aside there. Let's uh, go to Michelle in Bellingham. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Um, you know, as you know, um, vast majority of times I've called, I tended to agree with you. But this time, I totally disagree, and I had to shake off my anger and frustration. Uh, I have, I'm calm now, so I'll be okay. Okay, good. Um, I'm, as an older LBGTQ woman, I'm an old gay woman, uh, I'm sympathetic with LBGTQ issues to some degree about gender identity and sexual orientation and things that you are and you can't help it. You just have to deal with it. But here's the deal. I used to coach girls softball, and I can guarantee you as much as I enjoyed seeing the girls grow and get more competitive and be more confident, a wonderful, wonderful thing for girls to have sports. It couldn't be nicer. I, I was a big part of that growing in the 70s. But um, in terms of, you know, uh, legal issues and print of the court briefs and all kinds of things. Okay. But I will say this, not one of my girls ever could have made or competed on a varsity baseball team. I'm not talking about little league or recreation. I'm talking about the highest level you can play in high school or college. When biological boys, and I don't approve of this trend toward, um, you know, irreversible surgeries on kids under 18. I think they need to wait till they're adults to make those kind of decisions. I think we just need to provide some sympathy and help. But anyway, when biological boys are playing at the top level. And we're talking we're not talking about church league or rec league or intramurals or anything like that. Top level of either high school or college. You're talking about the best and strongest boys 
in the school, even if they identify as girls, um, because, you know, no boy is going to be able to play in a girls' varsity team unless he's, um, you know, above average athlete. Now, here's the deal. Boys, as long as they haven't had their testosterone, you know, treated with uh, hormones and as long as they haven't undergone the full thing, um, they are vastly stronger than girls. Uh, the top one or 200, maybe 300 or 400 sprinters, um, even distance runners, swimmers, any sport that can be quantified, all right. of the top are all males. And okay, it but, is, but I mean, but in this argument, you're assuming, it seems to me, that those that might become transgendered are from that upper echelon because obviously no, in I mean, any and especially in these low in high school college you have you have the elite athletes the that and then you have the rest and here's so, the deal if, okay, if a, real quick, if a boy it, if a biological male plays on a girl's team that first of all he or she whatever the identification wants to be has to understand that they are still going to be vastly stronger than a girl. Even a varsity girl cannot compete okay. with boys on that level. I'm not kidding. You can't do it. Okay. And the girls, I, I saw a girl once play kicker in football, seemed like she was safe. She forgot to run off the field on a kickoff once, tried to tackle the runner, broke over a dozen bones, ended her whole athletic career. Okay. And that was just one ordinary play in a football game. I'm telling you, it is right. very right. dangerous and very unfair for any untreated biological male to play on a girl's well, team. Well, the, the now once we again, have girls' team. Okay, That's I'm not. I'm not. I'm not advocating team. for untreated, and and neither is you know the NCAA. I mean, but I think they are untreated. Pe- they haven't no, had any. They, you know, no, they have they to go through had, treatment. And they th- haven't gone through enough treatment. It takes years. Well, and I'm just telling you. I, okay, then, you, then I think, we, you know, I, I don't know. I think that these the NCAA and these athletic organizations would have a good handle on what the what the com- competitive abilities are. Well, the are swimmers and, recently knocked biological males out. Period. Okay. In the well, NCA, and that well, there's a good reason for that because Leah biological does, males is different than a transgender person, though. It and, is very much the same until they've had hormones and surgery. That's okay. what makes the difference, and I know okay, that because Michelle. I once met a few like that, and they talked to me about it. And you know, you you can't imagine, Joe. They okay. They are biological males. They are much. No. Stronger than girls. Well, it's let me just simple. present you with this then, though, Michelle. With as as much has been made out of this issue, it's been it it's a as it just is not it's it's not relevant to reality in most cases. I mean, almost, I agree with that. So that's and that's my point is that this has been an issue way 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 overblown just from I a political perspective. There. And so I agree with you okay. there. I just don't want to see any girl. I know okay. a girl who okay, swam Michelle. in the NCA meet, and she got knocked out of a medal by a transgender male who thinks he's a girl. All right, and we, we can that's agree. That's totally with, unfair. Right. Okay, I, I understand your position on that, and and I think you I think you're starting to get mine, and and uh, we'll we'll continue our conversation because it's it, it's one that uh, well. We'll have to continue to discuss moving forward. We'll take a quick break. We've got other folks on the line. We'll hear from Bob, Michael, Tom, and you here in just a moment. KGMI Connects. Contractors, developers, building owners. If your project needs fire sprinkler installation, call Columbia Fire. Marty Boonstra here with Columbia Fire, your true one-stop shop for fire sprinkler design, installation, and maintenance. We've protected the Northwest for over 35 years, and we always put our clients first. You name it, we've done it. Schools, office buildings, industrial, and residential, too. For fire sprinkler installation, get on our schedule today at ColumbiaFire.net. That's ColumbiaFire.net. My first lesson in hard work came from my dad. A union pipe fitter, he started his own business out of our garage when I was five years old. He didn't go to a four-year college, but was able to support his family because he worked hard and because he had a great education through an apprenticeship. I'm Joe Timmons. And I'm running for the legislature because I believe everyone deserves the opportunity to succeed in our community. 
Before students leave high school, they should have enough career and technical education to access living wage jobs without having to go to a four-year college. Costs are rising, and families are struggling to afford food, gas, and housing. My own family's rent went up 35% last year, right here in Whatcom County. Healthcare costs are also way too high. That's why I want to work with both parties to lower costs for Washington families, especially those high prices for prescription drugs. I'm the only pro-choice candidate in this race, and I am proud to be endorsed by Planned Parenthood. Women, not politicians, should make their own health care decisions. I'm Joe Timmons, and I ask for your vote. Paid for by Vote Joe Timmons Democrat. Hi, I'm Lorraine from Lorraine's Window Coverings. We offer our clients the best of both worlds, a store full of the latest affordable Graber products, including remote control options. And then we come to you with just the right samples and our professional installers do the rest. We're a family-owned and operated business that's been serving our community for over 25 years. We always strive to go above and beyond to make sure our customers are as happy as this recent reviewer. We had a wonderful experience. Our consultant came to our house, took measurements, and made recommendations based on our needs. Once approved, we were given a timeline, which was spot on. Installation was scheduled, and the installers arrived on time and worked efficiently. The price was reasonable, and the outcome was even better than we expected. Need window treatments? Check out Lorraine's window coverings online, and then just call. 738-8175. Call Lorraine for your new blind. Lorraine's Window Coverings in Bakerview Square. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Busy Thursday here, and we'll go down to Michael in Linden. Hi, Michael. Hi, Joe. How are you? You're doing well, doing well. Uh, I wanted to ask a question as well. I know that somebody encouraged you to watch the 20,000 mules. Um, Uh, Have you ever seen any of the Twitter uh, texts that I sent over to you regarding COVID? And the tests and stuff from Pfizer. Uh, um, oh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not recalling them right offhand, but go ahead. Okay. I have sent them over to the station. Uh, I'd encourage you to take a look at them. And there's just a couple things about the COVID vaccine that I think everybody doesn't really realize what's happening right now. What's happening is the emergency use authorization allows the COVID vaccine to be used without any liability for pharmaceutical companies whatsoever. That was written into the CARES Act. That was written in legislation to encourage the pharmaceutical companies to rapidly come up with a vaccine without concern that there might be liabilities from, you know, the vaccine harming people. So they have 100% absolute immunity from any liability. And the people that were not, uh, that they were exempt from the vaccine mandates were Congress, members of those companies, um, and all federal agencies, ironically enough. They, they didn't have to deal with the vaccine mandates like the rest of us did. Now, once the emergency use authorization goes away, if you're injured by that vaccine, you are able to go ahead and sue for damages unless, Joe, the vaccines are approved for children. Once the vaccines are approved for children, and they're put on that schedule of the routine vaccinations the children must receive before they go to school, along with the measles, the smallpox, and so forth, then you can no longer sue the government for any vaccine injuries. Okay, but I don't believe they've been uh, added to that list of uh, required vaccines. That is what they're voting on this okay. week. Okay. That's what the discussion is about. And I want you to understand the vaccine that they're talking about has not been proven to be effective against COVID. They never tested it before it was released to the marketplace. And the new Omicron variant, one that they're pushing currently, this bivalent or, you know, this dual dose one, has only been tested on eight mice. Well, no, that's, uh, That's they've they've begun human trials, and it's been fairly recent, but yeah, before they were... so if, they, if they've just begun human trials, how are they authorizing them for children already and making a part of the required vaccination? But they're not, they're not part of the required vaccines. You have to be honest on that. And, uh, and, 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 and I also want to say, you know, sure, Congress, 
was exempt from because the the executive branch can't impose rules on Congress. Congress makes its own rules. So because they're elected officials, there's a separation of powers. So the executive branch can't say, okay, members of Congress, you all have to get vaccinated. The Democrats want to follow the Constitution in regards to that, unlike our border security or our immigration laws. It's so ironic. I get it. Okay. (laughs) All right, Michael. Thanks for calling. Good to talk with you. All right. We'll go to Tom over in Port Angeles. Hi, Tom. Are you there, Tom? We'll put Tom on hold. I got to take a quick break and I will be back. We'll hear from Bob and Bellingham and you will have time to take your call here on KGMI Connects 360-676-5464. Are you on Medicare? Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Vibrant USA. The Medicare annual enrollment period is underway. This is the time of year to review your Part D prescription drug plan or Medicare Advantage plan and make changes for January 1st. If you need assistance reviewing your plan options this year, give Vibrant USA a call at 866-733-5111. There is never a fee for our service and our friendly agents will be happy to assist you. Dewey Griffin Subaru is driven by one simple concept. If we all give a little, we'll all have a lot. This month, they're shining a spotlight on the hard-to-adopt alternative Humane Society foster pets in need of loving forever homes. Open up your heart and home to an underdog on National Make-A-Dog's Day Day at Dewey Griffin Subaru on Saturday the 22nd from 11 to 2, where you can meet many of the alternative Humane Society foster dogs, cats, and kittens available for adoption. Plus, there'll be a food pet drive with chances to win your pet a prize. The Dewey motto rings truer than ever. Kindness, care, and safety have never been more important. Stop by Dewey and find out more about special ordering a new Subaru with all the options you want and support a local dealership that gives back to our community. From the Ascent to the Outback, Forester, Impreza, and the all-new Crosstrek, a Subaru from Dewey Griffin will get you and your family where you need to go safely. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-minded, community-driven, and the only Subaru-certified tire and service center in the county. If you're a business owner, then the last thing you want to worry about is whether your building will have heat from day to day. That's where Smith Mechanical comes in, with HVAC experts who can make sure that your furnace is up to the task. As a Rude Pro partner, Smith Mechanical installs Rude commercial heating systems that offer cost efficiency and incredible comfort. Rely on Rude to ease your mind and keep your business cozy. Call Smith Mechanical today, helping customers save time and money for over 25 years. Go to smithmechanical.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And we go live now to Bob in Bellingham. Hi, Bob. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Doing today? well, doing well. You want to talk about Halloween? Well, yeah, I was just, you know, um, so I got to say, I mean, my kids were never in daycare, but if they were, and uh, one of the babysitter, what are you daycare workers did something like that oh boy yeah that would be uh be pretty upset too yeah not be happy but so i you know here's the thing i i agree usually with rich on most of the stuff he says but here's the here's the thing about you want to talk about conservatives and not uh you know a lot of christians and the conservatives well if you ask me there's a lot more terrible horrible stories in the bible than any halloween uh, witch or ghost. I mean, there's, I don't know the Bible well, but I do know some stories. I mean, people are killing their kids. I mean, hanging people on cross. I mean, nailing, I mean, that, that stuff is just straight brutal. So you can't tell me that a little, I mean, like I said, I don't agree with the, uh, mass and stuff, little kids, but, um, yeah, the Bible's got way worse stuff than anything like that. So, right. uh, people tend to forget about that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, especially in the Old Testament, I know there oh, there's a lot of brutal. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, so I because I, I'm not. I mean, you want to start talking about yeah, scary, gross, cruel, terrible things. There's a lot of it in the Bible. And, um, and Halloween so just isn't just about glorifying. Yeah, Halloween isn't just about glorifying all this no. awful gore no. and stuff. It's about having some fun with it. And, Absolutely. And those, but those. Two people are idiots for yeah. doing that. Oh, oh yeah, without a doubt. I, I just that, that's just uh, just crazy. I mean, uh, if any of us who have kids know that they can be scared, even on trick or treating. You know, my daughter, we we went over to some friends' place when she was little, 
and uh, and their son, who was a few years older, was dressed uh-huh. as a as a you know, like a goblin and and would just scare the daylights out of her because yeah she no, couldn't I don't, uh, separate I that yeah Our kids we keep it nice and calm. Um, I have another thing. So the last call, I can't remember his name. Uh, he is right. You know, the, the CDC's advisory panel did just unanimous, unanimously vote to approve that COVID vaccine for a the childhood regimen of vaccines. They did just vote on that, the CDC panel, unanimously. And so with that being said, that tells me, do you know that that big pharma is involved with that? And they're they're catering to them because we know that little kids, this disease does not affect little kids. That we, it's been proven that the risk-benefit ratio for these vaccines for little kids is is literally even, maybe okay. even on the side of more harm from the vaccines than this disease. And it's been proven time and time again. So for them to say that this should be part of the kids' vaccine, I think that's just a terrible, terrible thing. And it's going to make a lot of parents. I mean, you, you can opt out if you know if you okay. want to. So all right, I just think all right Bob. <laughs> Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're just about out of time, but uh, and I I made a mistake earlier. I <laughs> folks say I make mistakes every day here on this program, and I likely do. But um, I just wanted to uh, straighten things out. I I said earlier when my call with John that we got to talk about uh, the Adams family and Lurch, the actor who played Lurch. Um, that was Ted Cassidy, and I made the statement that he also played Jaws, and that, that wasn't true. Jaws. Uh, this is Jaws on the James Bond movies, so The Spy Who Loved Me, and then Moonraker. That was uh, that was um, Richard Keel. Is that his name? Yeah, Richard Keel played Jaws. Well, Ted Cassidy played um, Lurch, but he also had a, an impressive uh, run there in Hollywood. Talking about Ted Cassidy. Let's get into what he, he he was. He had three roles on the original Star Trek. He was the Gorn. He played the Gorn, so we never saw his face there. He was Baylock's puppet. Remember the little baby guy who actually had the had the scary visage that uh, they saw in the. And then he was Ruck, of course, uh, in that later episode. Um, but yeah, he had a lot of. He played boy. He played uh, Bigfoot. Six million dollar man. But uh, thanks for joining us today. We've got other folks on the line. I didn't get to you, but we'll get you on tomorrow. So I hope you join us here four o'clock. KGMI connects. Anything goes. And uh, as I said, call me up. Tell me I'm crazy. That's all right. Don't mind that. Hope you have a great rest of your Thursday, and well, welcome the rain tomorrow. <laughs>